0: Every day we take our lives into our own hands when we consume vitamins and supplements. By not knowing the right ones to take or when, we could be doing a disservice to our health, or even worse, could be endangering it. Welcome to your Daily Dose with Doreen Doucette. Now you have a resource to help you use supplements, vitamins, and natural health more safely and effectively. Here is your host, Doreen Doucette.
1: Good morning, and welcome to your Daily Dose. It seems that oil pulling has been a buzzword in the alternative treatment circles for the past couple of years, and I find that even many people who are faithful and dedicated to mainstream healthcare will still mention oil pulling to me and ask me my thoughts on this ancient Ayurvedic practice. Now, Even though many people realize that this practice has originated in India, I find that very few are aware of how established and highly beneficial this technique really is. More than that, I have never found anyone that I have treated or spoken with that really understands there are two types of oil pulling and that they are used for different purposes and performed completely different from each other. So today, let's look at this oil pulling that so many of us are reading about on the internet and unfortunately, many of us are following the incorrect directions on so many levels. Now, many of my clients have come to me and said very proudly that they are now oil pulling. They read about it online and they started performing this very beneficial treatment every morning before breakfast. They put one full tablespoon of coconut oil in their mouth, wait for it to melt, and then they swish it around for about 20 minutes before spitting it out. Now, unfortunately, what they don't know is that this is not the proper way to perform this treatment. If we look back into the ancient Ayurvedic text, we're going to see nothing about using coconut oil, which is a very heavy, cold, sweet oil. Nor will we see that one oil is used for every person. Because this one-size-fits-all instruction that is provided on the internet is the very opposite of the Ayurvedic teachings. Let's start by looking at how it's explained on the internet. So the specific site that I've chosen, and I have I've looked through several, and basically they're all they're all stating the same thing. So the one site that I've chosen, um, they've called it Kavala Gandusha, and it's a technique that involves the use of natural oils to clean and detoxify the oral cavity. Now there are, are multiple health benefits associated with this technique, which go far beyond simple cleansing the the mouth of bacteria. It's both a curative and a preventative practice. Performing oil pulling is relatively simple in that one simple, one simply places a tablespoon of oil, um, usually a pure oil or a pure cold pressed organic coconut oil is what's most often recommended, into the mouth and then swish it around. It's recommended to start off with swishing it for about 5 minutes and building up to about 20 minutes before spitting it out. The way this works is that once you start swishing the coconut oil around, it starts to mix with your saliva and the lipids in the oil starts to pull out toxins from the mouth area. Now, as the oil is continued to be swished around the teeth, gums, and tongue, it will continue to absorb the toxins from the saliva and various glands in your mouth. The antibacterial properties of the coconut oil will kill various germs and bacteria that are inside the mouth. The oil will end up turning very thin and having a whitish color, and once this point has been reached, it is believed to have reached its saturation point and it should be then spit out. Now, let's analyze this for a minute. Firstly, the site where I found this information states that they are an Ayurvedic site. However, they called this particular treatment Kavala Gandusha. What they didn't explain is that Kavala and Gandusha are two different types of of liquid pulling. It's not one in the same treatment as they make it sound and I'll describe these two treatments in just a minute. Secondly, if you were to look back into the original Ayurvedic text, as I've mentioned previously, you wouldn't see the word coconut oil used for either type of these treatments. And thirdly, none of the Ayurvedic texts recommend one oil for every person. Ayurveda treats each person as an individual as well as their individual illness or disease. Now, Ayurvedic treatments never have a one-treatment-fits-all approach. So, in looking at this, Gandusha is the holding of a medicated liquid or herbs that are made into a bolus or a paste and it's held in the mouth. The quantity of this should completely fill the mouth for a specific time and then be spit out. Now, because of the quantity of the liquid in the mouth, It's not able to be swished or moved around inside the mouth. Gandusha is used to prevent decay, odor, bleeding of the gums, dryness of the throat or cracked lips, and it will strengthen the teeth, the gums, and the jaw. If this procedure is done properly, you will feel a lightness and clarity in your mouth and it will relieve any pain and discomfort that you're experiencing. If you are improperly or excessively performing Gandusha, you're going to feel some dryness and burning sensation in the mouth, and you may experience some ulcerations. Um, You might also experience some thirst and loss of taste is a big thing. Now, when you're doing this treatment, the liquid is to be held in the mouth until there is uncontrollable salivation. Tears can begin to form in the eyes and the nose is going to start to run. And at that time, the liquid can then be spit out. So how, how would you know that if you have to have a Gandusha treatment? Well, several things. If you suffer with a stiff neck, if you have headaches quite often, if you often suffer from earaches, if you have any diseases of the teeth, tongue, palate or throat, then you can do Gandusha. If you have any certain eye diseases or disorders of the mouth, if you're always sleepy, if you have lack of taste, or if you have lost your appetite, if you don't have any hunger anymore, and if you have any diseases of the head, You would also want to consult with an Ayurvedic practitioner to find out exactly which liquid would be best for you, and then you can begin Gandusha treatments and you can experience the benefits. And then there is the Kavala. Now in this treatment, there are different substances used such as you can use fats, you can use ghee, uh, sesame oil, honey and water is, is one that can be used. You can also use meat broth or milk and they also can be blended with a certain herbal medicines for specific purposes. Now this medicated liquid is going to be put in the mouth in a small quantity and this one is going to be swished in the mouth briskly and then you quickly spit it out. So there are several decoctions um, that can be used for Kavala and they can be used daily as it's going to remove any bad tastes from the mouth, um, it'll take out any dirt or if you have excess salivation or a loss of appetite then this one is going to be beneficial. Cavala is also used for neck, jaw, eyes, nose, um, throat problems, any issues that you have with your teeth. Now, there are four different ways that a Cavala can be done. Um, One is for lubrication. Now, this is best for any Vata issues. And this is going to be done with an oil, such as a black seed oil, sesame oil, or ghee. Milk or water um, mixed with a sesame seed paste could also be recommended. If you need to make something less severe, and this is going to be best for the pita doshas, you can use decoctions using anything that's that's bitter, astringent, and sweet herbs that are cold in potency are used along with a honey or ghee. And remember, a decoction is a water-based Um, liquid and this is done for oral ulcers, if you have any burning sensations in the mouth, or if you have any upper respiratory infections. You can also use this for purification and this is best for the kapha This is done with pungent, sour, and heating herbs. And this will remove a bad taste, bad smell, and any dirt from the mouth. Warm water with ginger and honey can be used for this one, and it's also very useful, again, if you have any upper respiratory infections. The fourth one is you can use this for healing. This is best in ulcers um, and stomatitis, and this is done with astringent and bitter herbs along with any fatty substance. This is very beneficial to heal any ulcers. Now, with each of these treatments the amount of time the liquids should be held or swished in the mouth will be different with each individual certainly not up to 20 minutes treatments will vary as per the person and what they are prescribed to have these for now when these treatments are done properly they are very beneficial and they are very healing however Should they be used improperly then they can easily create disease and that is exactly what you are trying to stay away from is having any illnesses or diseases. Now I'm going to take a short break and when I come back I'll direct you in how to perform a recommended Ayurvedic daily ritual that will actually enhance your health. Stay tuned.
0: Visit Doreen's website at dmurphyduset.com and click the radio tab to purchase your supplement and dosha questionnaire. It will allow you to know your body dosha and what supplements, vitamins and minerals your body requires at any given time. You'll receive a report by email that gives you all of the required information. You'll learn which foods give you your required supplements and you have the option to purchase your report in printed book form and have it mailed directly to you. Visit dmurphyduset.com today. You are listening to Your Daily Dose. If you have a question for Doreen Doucette or her guest today, feel free to send an email to DoreensDailyDose at gmail.com. Now, back to Your Daily Dose.
1: Welcome back. So if anyone is interested in performing a daily Ayurvedic ritual to enhance your health, Let's begin by getting up one hour and 30 minutes before sunrise. This is when you should first begin, um, to start your daily routine. And you're going to do this by first having a bowel movement. That would automatically happen if you are already healthy. However, if you do have health issues, this is going to take time to come by. You then need to brush your teeth. And brushing your teeth, you want to start with the bottom teeth and then go to the top teeth. You'll also want to change up that minty fresh fluoride toothpaste for an Ayurvedic tooth powder that is astringent, as that's going to tighten up the gums. You want one that's also going to be pungent, because that's going to give you strong cleansing qualities. And you also want one that is bitter, and that's going to be for the antiseptic qualities. Now remember that most of our commercial toothpaste that we are currently using, they have many artificial colors, they have sweeteners in them, and so many of them are full of chemicals that we really should not be putting in or on our bodies. Then you need to clean your face. And you're going to do this with a small amount of warm sesame oil. Now, you don't want to go into the grocery store and pick up the toasted or roasted sesame oil that you most often see at the grocery store. You're going to want to find the pure sesame oil for this procedure. You're going to gently warm the oil and then apply it to the face and once you have it all over the face just a light amount then you want to place a warm wet towel over your face and hold it there for a few minutes. Again because so many people are on this coconut oil bandwagon and they believe that applying coconut oil to the face is beneficial it certainly is not. Now the only recommended oil for this according to Ayurveda is sesame oil and that's unless you have been prescribed a a specific oil by your Ayurvedic doctor or your practitioner. Now then because we didn't put any sesame oil on or around the eyes, we have to wash the eyes and we're going to do this with lukewarm water. You don't want to use hot water. So if you feel that you have to rub the eyes in order to cleanse them again, only lukewarm water and wash the eye from the inner portion of the eye, the the part of the eye that is closest to the nose. And you want to wipe out to the outer portion of the eye and do this in circles only. Remember no hot water on the eyes. Ensure that it is only lukewarm. Then it's time that you need to clean your nose. So you're going to take the sesame oil again, and you're going to drop one to two drops of sesame oil into each nostril, closing the other nostril and then inhaling after each drop. Now I do know of many people who prefer to use the neti pot with a saline solution. And if you are one of these, then don't do the oil drops because they, they should not be combined together as they can actually create an infection in the nasal cavity. So if you choose to use the neti pot, remember to dry your nose afterwards because any water that's left in the sinus cavity or is trapped in there can actually create many more problems for you. Again, be sure to only use water that is distilled and sterile. And should you boil and cool your own water, be sure to boil it for 3-5 to minutes and completely cool it before use. Also remember that if you will be using a saline rinse, some of them can be more drying to the nasal passages due to the salt content, so read the directions, or sorry, read the ingredients, and um, note what salt content you have in there because you don't want to be doing any more harm, you want to be doing some good. So this is a very easy daily regime that you'll start to notice benefits from, such as your senses are becoming clearer and sharper, and you'll have a better clarity of mind. Start to give it a try, and you might like it more so than just putting coconut oil in your mouth. So there in, in all of my readings, there's nowhere that I have found in any of the Ayurvedic texts that I've read that has mentioned putting a tablespoon of cold, heavy, sweet coconut oil in your mouth, letting it melt, and then swishing it around for 20 minutes. I do believe that this is only part of the coconut oil fad bandwagon, which so many people have jumped on, and they probably did that because way back in 2003, a study came out of um, Cornell University Medical School, and they seemed to suggest that adding coconut oil to your diet helped with weight loss. Well, does any one of us wonder why we stopped reading there and just rushed out to get the coconut oil? Isn't that exactly the sort of things that we wanted to hear that we could start losing weight if we just ingested coconut oil? We really didn't look any further to see that coconut oil is in fact 90% saturated fat. Now this is much more than what a block of butter has in it. So while coconut oil does give us a, a our good cholesterol can give it a boost, it still can really raise our bad cholesterol levels. And that's why instead of jumping on the bandwagons, we should really stop and look at things and do our own research and then decide, does the good outweigh the bad in this situation? So there it is. And it's nothing at all like what you get from most of the Western trained Ayurvedic practitioners information that you're going to find online. There is a huge difference in the knowledge of Ayurveda when it is studied in its true form, in its authentic land, and from traditional texts. So when you're looking at things and when you're thinking that you would like to try some of these Ayurvedic techniques, please don't take everything at face value. Do a little bit more research. Look into what you are going to be doing and find out if it is going to benefit you or if it is not. Find an Ayurvedic practitioner in your area and check it out. There's no harm in that. I want to thank all of my listeners for tuning in today. Until next week, I hope everyone stay safe and stay well.
0: Thank you for joining us for your Daily Dose. Be sure to tune in again next week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition with your host, Doreen Doucette. We'll see you then.